The CGA Tour, a podcast unlike any other. Now your host, Calvin Alexander. Welcome back to another episode of the CGA Tour. I'm your host, Calvin Glenn Alexander, and today I'm joined by Jake Carlson from, well, from Atlanta, but in coming to me from live from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, Jake, how's it going? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Minus the uh, that game today, but that's neither here nor there. So uh, I guess I guess personally you're doing okay, but but yeah. Um, uh, Liverpool talked to Gabe today. Liverpool is the only thing holding us at, at bay right now. Um, so well, you know that's about it. Since I'm still trying to get into you. Um, to soccer that uh, that I did not know, but good to hear your guys' teams. Liverpool's doing good, but that Oklahoma State basketball game today on nationally televised TV. I mean, it just I said that redundantly, but it just on, it, it was just on ABC on ABC. You know, supposed to be supposed to be a, a seemingly good basketball game, right? You would, one would think one would think on paper it would be a good basketball game. Yeah, I really thought coming into the day it'd be, um, be like one we could definitely pull off and win, just because OU is like I know they're thirteen seven overall after today's win, but they are like three and four. In, I mean, this is all after the win, but they are three and four in conference. They're you know eight and two at home, five and five you know away. Like they're just not. They're not world beaters. They're not KU. We played KU on Monday and it didn't go well, of course. But they're not they're not KU, you know. They're they're not the greatest. I mean, we've we've the hard part is here. We've we've lost to Texas and Iowa State, and we've lost to Texas at home, and Iowa State I know was away. We haven't played K State yet. I th- I don't think, which could be our first Big Twelve win, and honestly should if we have a shot here. But that lost that's, to, lost to TCU as well. Lost to TCU as well. But they're you know they're they're I guess they're four and three in the conference, as opposed to K State and Iowa State who are both two and five. So. I, I don't know, man. I'm having a tough time dealing with the new expectations and the new reality of this season as it unfolds. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think, you know, we, we've talked multiple times coming into this season that we had pretty high expectations, and by high, we, we said make the tournament, right? I think um, coming into the year, we were, I guess this shows how much people in Vegas know, we were... Um, I want to say like 500 to one or something crazy odds. And I was like, you know, if I lived there, I'd probably put 10 bucks down, you know, win five grand. That'd be cool. Um, Cause at that stage, what is $10? But it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I, I don't know what's going on. I really, I really don't know what I, we might just be a bad basketball team. You know, we, and I've said, you know, we've talked about this multiple times before with basketball and how we might be inconsistent. We might just be in a shooting slump because I think at the beginning of the year, you know, we said at the beginning of Big 12 play, at least we said this this was a shooting slump type deal. And now it just seems like we have almost a negative identity when it comes to our team as a whole. Which is tough, you know. It's tough coming in with three seniors, the returning block leader from the Big Twelve, um, and then likely who played 
for the U19. Is that correct? U19 team? Yeah, the U19 team. The FIBA U19 team. And I I think that's tough is because, like, on paper, before the year, you know, we we should have probably been a 20 and 10 team. I would say maybe 19 and 11, you know, but starting off the year, we started off obviously really well. And it just seems like, I don't know how we've absolutely capsized in the big 12 that obviously is in my opinion, you know, the toughest conference every year, but it's just like, is the Big 12 that much better? I guess that's a good question. Is the Big 12, you know, we, we went 5-5 five and five with the SEC, and if you go look at the matchups, some of them are um, they're tough. You know, some of them can be looked at from preseason or they're predetermined from last year, whatever it may be. But some of the matchups are really tough, and as I'm sure, you know, the SEC would say and uh, vice versa. But is the Big 12 that much better? than every other conference where if you go look at a lot of the B- these big 12 teams records most of them have winning records and you know it's because they played really well in non-conference play i think iowa state's been a major disappointment for a lot of people but aside from that you know everyone played really well and it it's just confusing to me that we are struggling this mightily in the Big 12 where we can go beat Houston at Houston, who I I don't know if they're still ranked. I know they were ranked. Um, we can go beat Texas A&M at Texas A&M, beat Syracuse in New York, beat Ole Miss by 40. You know, it it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I don't I don't I don't know where to really um, stand on this season. It just seems like a major letdown. Yeah, and, and I'm with you. So as a loyal and true alum and um, avid fan of Oklahoma State, I try to look for, like, I mean, the best way to say it is excuses. I try to look for excuses of, oh, you know what? We only lost this game because of X. We only lost this game because of Y. We only lost this game because of Z, right? And mm-hmm. when Isaac Lightly wasn't, Isaac Lightly, Lightly, excuse me, was not in the lineup. It was easy. It was, hey, you know what? When he comes back, we're going to be good. When he comes back, we're going to be good, et cetera, et cetera. And then it was like, okay, you know what? We pulled out the game against Houston without him. That's great. You know, like that was awesome. And then... And that was a grind win. That was yeah. one of the wins that I was sitting there like, this is a win that you need as a team, you know? Right, right. And it's like a like a building, you know, thing and... Because they're a much, Houston's a much better team than we are. You know, if we play ten more times, Houston probably beats us ten more times. And, you know what? I'm with I, I. I can definitely understand that. If we if we play Houston ten more times without Isaac Likely, they'll they 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 might meet a seven, you know, or eight, or maybe even nine, or maybe even six, or whatever. Because um, we did blame at their court and beat them, but. Mm-hmm. Then we get to, you know, we we get to the KU game this past week, and I'm going, oh, we should definitely beat them, but KU is really good, you know, like KU is really good. We played them at home, and even mm-hmm. though they're missing two starters, KU still was really, really good. Um, well, and notice notice how they mo- they no longer put it on a Saturday. I thought that was funny. That was interesting. Usually it, but like then then there's even today's game, and as I just said a minute ago. OU's 8-2 at home. I'm even going like, you know what? Like, OU, you know, it's Bedlam. 
Um, OU's eight and two at home. They've clearly got a home advantage that they played to. That's yeah. part of it. You know, we played that's Baylor part, really. That's, that's part of college basketball. You know, right, right. We played Baylor really close, but they're Baylor. They're number one over in the country, and they have been for multiple weeks now. So that's the reason why I lost to them. We play at Iowa State, and I think Tyrese Halliburton's the guy's name, who played on the U19 team with Isaac Likely. And I go, man, that guy must just know the playbook against Likely, and that's how they kind of pulled that out, and it was at their place, whatever. Texas game. Horrible shooting slump. Horrible shooting slump we were in. That's another excuse I'm making. TCU game. Another horrible shooting slump we were in. Another, you know, oh my gosh, can I believe it? But also an away game. Um, you know, and I, I can almost keep going. You know, I can West almost... Virginia, West Virginia, same way. Now, that's probably one of those games that we weren't coming out like, oh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna win this game. You know, I I wasn't necessarily expecting to win because West Virginia this year seems like a real threat. I would say um, to the whole uh, macro of college basketball. But again, like we scored what like 40, 50 points in that game. Yeah, we haven't scored. I, I think, I think our highest scoring total in a game this season was against Ole Miss in that um, NIT tournament. And we blew them out. So yeah, we blew them out. It's great. So this all revolves around and brings me back to what we've been talking about: is that the the Big Twelve just must be tough because the teams we have beaten have not been Big Twelve teams. We've beaten Ole Miss, Syracuse, A and M, Houston. You know, we have not beat one Big Twelve team yet. So that's none gonna, of the none of those teams are world beaters, but they're probably better than some of the te- now. I don't think Ole Miss is, but you know, Syracuse would probably beat you know a lot of the teams, probably half the teams in the Big Twelve, right? You know, Houston would probably beat at least half the teams in the Big Twelve. Um, what was the other team you named? Sorry, I'm blanking. Uh, A&M? A&M, uh, I don't know about them. But, you know, that's CSCC. They don't care about basketball, remember. It's only football. Um, so, it that was a joke. I, um, I, 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 I. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, so we're beating teams that would probably beat us now, but why did we beat them then and what's different? Right, and I guess the other thing with it is is that I, I love Oklahoma State to death, and I look for reasons in my mind of the reasons I just said of why I think we didn't beat them. You know, why, mm-hmm. I, think it, why I think that we're still okay, it's going to be fine, no worries. And it's because I can make an excuse X, Y, and Z. But it is weird whenever we do beat teams that are middle of road for, middle road for their conference, you know? Mm-hmm. Um a and when we played them, was not worse than their conference. Ole Miss, when we played them, was not worse than their conference. Syracuse, I don't think today is still worse than their conference at all. So no, I think Syracuse, Syracuse is on a tear right now. Yeah, from what Syracuse I've... was the draw of that NIT tournament. So that was truly an away game when you think about it, too. Yeah. Um, and there, I mean, it's in you New know, York. There's a reason that they always go so far in the tournament, too. You know, we, we've talked about, as any college basketball fan knows, is that zone defense that they run, sometimes it can be very hard to crack. Yeah. And I don't know if I brought this up on a previous podcast, but I've, I've just thrown on some, some other conferences games. And, um, 
the physicality level is definitely less. It seems like there, although, is more of a finesse level, which I think might be why you don't. It's almost like it, it's almost like reverse football. I would say, you know, because like that that might be why you don't see a ton of Big Twelve players in the NBA. You know, you have Marcus Smart who basically is almost like the embodiment of the Big Twelve, but. You know what other other than Kansas, I guess. You know what what other guys come to mind when you think of the Big Twelve that are hanging out in the NBA right now? Jarrett Culver, who is who is again uh, that dog kind of player that they have, and you know he's a rookie this year, so that's you know a little different. But it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like what. What's the deal with OSU and why why can't we play in the Big Twelve? Because we did this last year too. Yeah. Um the other I mean, do we mention Trey Young and Blake Griffin already? No, no, 12? but yeah, I buddy hit too, I guess. Yeah. Um But like if you think about it, those are those are two schools that almost dominate the the NBA production, I guess, right? Right. And um you know, an OU and KU and, and, you know, there's the Baylor guy every so often, and then there's uh-huh. the Iowa State guy. You know, I think... George's Niang playing for the Jazz, I, I believe. But, yeah. you know, a lot of people, that's not a name that everyone knows, I guess. You know, we know him because we got to watch him play. Monte Morris. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, like, some of these smaller role guys, but... Um, yeah, and there, so, so I guess I guess what we're saying is there's always great players at these schools, but... We're not playing Duke. We're not playing North Carolina. We're not uh-huh. playing um, Kentucky. Kentucky, and we're you know we're not playing. Um, I'm trying to think of the Pac-12 school, but honestly, it jumps up and down every school year. It seems. I mean, USC usually has. I think Kevin Porter um, was a high draft pick last year, and he was at USC, but. UCLA yeah. always has guys. Arizona, um, you know, who, whoever it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but we are playing KU every year, and we are playing OU every year. And OU historically is, I mean, when when Trey Young was at OU, we swept him. You know, mm-hmm. um, we beat Andrew Wiggins. You know, at home, the whole the whole thing, and we can keep going on this. But this mm-hmm. season in general has been a different. Um, it's been a different, almost like a different, like a different beat. You know, is what I want to say. Like there's yeah. a different energy to it of. When I watch Oklahoma State play this season, it's oh my gosh, I cannot believe that we just we're can't losing hit three. by twenty. <laughs> well, well, like we just can't hit three, or we just can't score, or we just can't, you know, whatever. It's just, I Lindy Waters almost single handedly beat Texas Tech last year at Texas Tech, who went yeah. on to play in the national championship game. And this year, Lindy Waters, that Lindy, that Lindy Waters that played against Texas Tech last year, I don't know where he went, but hey, dude, is not the same. You know, um, it's like you see flashes of these guys and you hope and pray like that's like what they'll be the next year. You go, man, that guy was so good in this one game or in this couple games or whatever. The season we had Underwood, we opened up conference play, I believe, going 0-9 um, or 0-8. We didn't win a single game. We yep. switched our offense and our defensive mentality, went on a tear, made the tournament. Now, of course, we lost to Michigan. They'll be around. Shout out to all the Michiganders who I live around and work around now. But yeah, and that team had a really good that player. Um, yeah, Derek. What's what's his name? Derek Robinson or something. I don't remember what his name was. Uh, something uh, like that. Duncan Robinson, right? 
No, Dunk, it was the small point guard. I think he played for the Heat for a little bit. But, yeah, you know, he just ended yeah. up going on a tear. And that score, like, I think the final score was like 83 to 81 or something nuts like that. Right, it was like, super it, close. Which yeah. Which whenever we were 0-9 to open up this season, I was like, you know what? Like, still got a chance. We, you know, have to be a memorable run, but still got a chance, you know, whatever. And it's Boyne's third season, et cetera. It's not like he's been here for forever, you know, and this isn't his 10th season. This isn't where we're getting like long in it. Like it's, um, you know, Travis Ford amount of time, right? Because when Travis Ford was, you know, our head coach, it was, oh my gosh, I can't believe we got smart. Oh my gosh, I mm-hmm. can't believe we got Juwan Evans, et cetera. But then it was like, okay, we got to win a conference tournament game, you know, Gotta win at least one March Madness game. Come on. And now it's uh wait a second. <laughs> we're, we gotta win a we gotta win a game. <laughs> we gotta get into the tournament. You know, we're 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 removed from that. And this is the gonna be unless Oklahoma State goes on a historic run, wins Big Twelve tournament, knock on wood, dude. I would as an Oklahoma State fan, I know everyone would love to see that happen if you're an Oklahoma yeah. State fan as well. And I would love for the unpredictable to happen. Don't get me wrong. But as the season's going on the way it is, it seems as though making the tournament is out of the question at this point. I yeah, mean, we're only it, 10 to open up Big 12 play. I, I, it, it's, it's more than an uphill battle now. You know? Yeah, it, it's, like, it's like one of those seasons where I've almost lost hope. And I don't, I don't do that very often in basketball, especially college basketball, because it's not like college football. You know, you play, you're playing almost 40 games a year with the tournament. Um, both tournaments, I guess, your conference tournament, along with the NCAA tournament. And it's like, you know, you got teams like Texas Tech that go where we got to watch Texas Tech last year. We knew that they were an absolute gauntlet when it came to um, their defense. And, you know, Virginia, um, obviously, was a very good team. They did, they did their thing, but... It, you know, we, we got to watch Texas Tech. We knew how difficult it was, and I think that's why the the Lindy thing was so incredible is because it was like, well, he's doing this against probably the second-best team defensively behind Virginia. Now, you know, they can't score a lot of points, and that was ultimately their downfall. But, yeah, it's like you never know what, what can really happen in college basketball, and I think that's that's the fun of it. But... It's also, this is, like I said, this is the first year where I'm just like out. Like, I'll still watch the games, but it's like, I have no faith. I don't, I don't want to say no faith, you know, maybe 10%. But this is the first year that I remember, that I can remember. And, you know, again, I talked to Gabe about this earlier. I told you this earlier, where it's like, we're just straight up not competitive, well, on that point, there are normally times throughout every single season where I go, okay, you know what? Like, this is the time to kick it in gear, right? Mm-hmm. right? Like, in the first half, when we're down 20, I think it's 30-20s, whatever the score being, and I go, okay, this is the time where we really got to try to get back in it. Close it where we're only down five at half. Close yeah. it we're only down six at half, et cetera. You know, maintain what we're at right now, but gain a little bit going towards the halftime to make it easier on us coming back. Yeah, and it just it just it doesn't happen. You know, we don't yeah. have that push. We don't have that like let's exert a little bit more energy. Let's do a little bit more effort. Let's do what ex- you know a little bit more whatever it is. And I, 
one, I would like to say it's, oh, it's this, let's do this differently, whatever. We're 10 games into Big 12 play. There's there's not like, a, oh, let's do this instead. And I think for you and I, that's that's the tough thing, is that it's, ooh, this, this team doesn't look good, but also it does not look like there's a simple fix. It does not look like, oh my gosh, can you believe that... Um, like when we played Georgetown, right? And I called you for the game recap, and I've said this on several podcasts now. But when we played Georgetown, and I said, dude, what happened? And you go, man, Matt McClung, that Georgetown kid, went off for 30-plus points. And I was like, oh, okay, that doesn't happen normally, you know. I think Likely was still out of that. You know, Likely, I think it was the first game he missed, if I have that right. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. You know what? We'll we'll be back for you know. We'll, we'll be fine. Shake yeah, we're off, good. Whatever. We're fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Not 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 a big factor in you know, the grand scheme of things. Then we're looking at it. We're going. Okay. Well, what well, what's going on here? You know, like this team isn't just like the 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 kid today for OU who scored twenty two points in the first half. Right. Yeah, and he's you know he's a good player. I'm not. Yeah, you know, we watched him when he was even a freshman, and he would still—he was still out there. Well, he's really it, good, but he's not—he's not—he's not, um, you know, he's not Buddy Heald or Trey Young for OU or, or yeah, Blake like Griffin or whoever. He's not their superstar. Where it's coming into the game, we go, gotta watch out for that guy. It's—it's it's not. not yeah, it's, all, it's like it's like guard the corner three type deal. <laughs> right. Well, like and you're good there. Just play better perimeter defense, and you're fine. Yeah. The guy <laughs> yeah, hit three. Yeah. Um, three pointers to start out the game, I believe. So, yeah. just 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 change a couple of things. We're good, you know. But then he goes off for twenty two in the first half. And yes, is it annoying? Yes, is it aggravating? Yes, is it? I don't even know if I really want to tune in for the whole games now. But it's dude, where where's like the you know what? We're gonna make it close. Like we're gonna make today's game like oh, you only really won by seven, you know, or whatever it is, right? Like. I know the final score was 82 to 69 or 68. And that's not as bad as it actually was. But like, in my mind, where is the, hang on a second, let's go out and win a game. You know, like, let's let's just put the pedal to the metal, say screw the whole thing, and find that extra gear. You know, like, mm-hmm. if I'm playing if I'm playing you one-on-one in basketball, and I'm not going to, if you're listening to this, Take it for what it's worth. Like, I'm not trying to say that when I play basketball against somebody, it's like Oklahoma State playing basketball against somebody. But I'm trying to wrap my mind around it here and provide this example for it. If you and I are playing basketball against each other, and I go, man, dude, Jake's got me. He's he's more athletic than I am. He's been playing basketball longer than I am. He can hit better shots than I can, et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. There's just, when I play you in basketball one-on-one, it, you're, you're better than I am. You're, you know, in better shape, et cetera, et cetera. But the one thing I know I can do is is I can try extremely hard on one possession to make it close, you know? Yeah. And I'm, like, almost looking for that extra energy or extra output or whatever, and I'm looking for, like, Isaac Likely just to have a game where he scores 25, you know, or Lindy scores 20-plus or whatever. You just have that one guy who goes, you know what, screw the whole thing. This is my game now. I'm taking it over and that mentality mm-hmm. of – you know what, hey, coach, you know what, I know this game plan, I know this is where we're going in with, but I'm, I'm, you know, I, I got the hot streak, you know, I got the hot hand going, whatever it is, I'm going to take it over, and as much as it looks like our guys are trying to do that, it's just not happening. I love, we both have said this before, love watching Cameron Griff play, because every single possession, he looks like, 
you know, he's going he's, after it. I remember he's, he, he he's had, yelling at people, balls to the wall, you know, like it's stuff that we want to see as as basketball fans, I guess. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh dude, it's it's um it's beyond annoying at this point. It's um it's kind of worrisome for when next year happens we get Cade and he comes to Oakland State and we go, "Oh, so we're we're down 10 in the first half and Cade Cunningham's and Ronda Walker are the two guys the other team guards and that's you know what I mean? Like I I I wonder where we're going to be at next year. And don't get me wrong. Cade's going to be awesome. Like, I've watched highlights in day in, day out now. And I've watched uh, Mount Verde Academy um, games in the background, you know, that have been on replay on ESPN or whatever. Just because I'm like, oh, my gosh, this dude is unbelievably good. Number two overall recruit. Um, you know, some have him number one, some have him number three, etc. And he's going to be incredibly good. But I am wor- a little bit more worried about next year than I was before. Of dude, are we gonna really like have a good run in the tournament next year because that Cade's that good? Mm-hmm. You know, like are we are we one that gonna be next year? What are we gonna be? If you had to guess, this is a good question. If you had to guess, what do you think we'll finish with in the Big Twelve next year? Like ranking wise, <coughs> you know, one through four, mm-hmm. four through eight. You know, what what is it? I mean, if I, it's tough, you know, like it because at the beginning of the year, I was like we've we'll be nine and nine you know like that's what i thought i was like we'll be nine and nine we can do that and it's like that's already out the window and and so it's hard for me to make predictions about it but it's i mean i guess like high end would probably be 11 and 7 12 and 6 and low end, I would probably say nine and nine. That would probably be my guess. Um, but who knows? We could go. <laughs> we could go like five and what is it? Five and 13, 18 games. Yeah, five. We could go five and thirteen, and it's like it wouldn't surprise me. I'd be like, this is, this seems like our identity. And then you know, we'd go five and thirteen, but be you know, 11 and two in non-conference type thing. And it's just like, what, what's going on here? I, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's all, it's, um, I I don't want to say it's unbelievable, like how different we are this year than we were last year. But, um, last year I thought we ended on a pretty good note. You know, I, I know we didn't win as many games as we wanted to. I know, you know, we didn't make the tournament. I know it wasn't really exciting, but it was, okay, next year showed us flashes of how good this year could be. And then it's, okay, what if we get a couple of these top 20 recruits, you know? Then all of a sudden, year three, <laughs> and now you and I both are talking about, wait a second, where are we at? You know, and I, you know, Boyne got his first head coaching job with us. You know that this is this is not a thing where Boynton's been head coach for a while and has a proven track record, etc. Um, Mike Holder, Oklahoma State took a chance on Boynton, and I have loved it every single second up until really these past couple of games here because I thought we'd just bounce back. 
And you know what? We still could. We still could go on and we could win every single game the rest of the season. And mm-hmm. we could finish pretty good in Big 12 play. And I'd go, you know what? Not that bad. You know, not not, not too bad. Yeah. And in all due respect, we haven't played K-State, you know, at all. They're the number nine seed in the Big 12 and we're number 10. So we haven't played, you know, them yet. And we haven't played um, OU at home. And we, ha- you know, we haven't done a couple of the other things that would maybe normally earn us an earlier Big 12 victory in the season so far. Yeah. We haven't done a couple of those things. But at the same point, I'm, I'm really anxious, you know. I'm really like, all right, when is this first Big 12, you know, when going to happen? Yeah, and I, you almost, like, it makes me wonder, because we watch every OSU game um, for the most part, um, and it almost wonders, like, if there has ever been a Big 12 team that hasn't won a game. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a fair question. I'm looking right now at our schedule for the rest of the season. And the the tough part is, is that, um, man, we, we, we scored 78 against Ole Miss. Sorry, I just saw that. Real quick, I had to say it. Um, anyways, so we play, we've got um, a couple more games the rest of the season here. Got TCU at home on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Saturday at Baylor. That's that. I mean, I can almost guarantee it's a loss right now. Because I mean, they're the more, number one overall in the country. You know, for me to say a team, this OSU team, and say they're going to be Baylor would be just ridiculous. Um, I don't even know what the odds are. I don't even want to. Yeah, yeah. for for I meant to mention this. Um, for reference, OU is favored by five and a half today. So not ten plus. No. <laughs> so, so I just looked it up here, and let's say this Oklahoma State team wins out. Yep. Okay. We got TCU at home on Wednesday. That should be a very competitive game, very very close, and is our next best chance to win a game before Saturday at Baylor. Um, but then Tuesday at K State should be should be a winnable one. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep going here, but Saturday, Texas Tech at home at West Virginia on February 18th. That's a um, loss. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to chalk it up right now. That's a loss. Yeah. Um, February 22nd, OU home Saturday um, at KU, February 24th, probably a loss. Um, February 29th, first K- Iowa State at home, and then K-State at home on March 4th. And Saturday, March seventh, at UT at Texas. So, ten more games the rest of the season, and mm-hmm. this team is currently um, not looking great. Don't get me wrong; I'm not going to say they are looking good. But when when I look at it overall, Oklahoma State right now is ten ten, zero and seven zero. Open up conference play. At home, we're six and seven. Away, we're four and three. That's you know what happens when you're overall. Uh, 10 and 10 because you've had a couple games, you know, where it hasn't gone your way. But if, if we if we win 10 straight, we're, you know, 20 and 10 in the season, and all of a sudden we're in March Madness, etc. We win 7 in the next 10. We're 17 and 13. I've seen teams before with that record that have been March Madness too. So it's not incredibly bleak so far. But the we're definitely at the point where backs are up against the wall. 
we're really looking for a W, and we're 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 ne- we're needing it on Wednesday. You know, Wednesday yeah. this game against TCU that'll be. I I I know I keep saying this in every podcast, like, oh, this be a big indicator. This be a big indicator. Whatever. And so far it has been, you know, of how close we play Baylor. Pretty close, you know, at home. Mm-hmm. I understand it wasn't a win, but they're number one in the country. That, that, that game we showed out, at least, you know. We, yeah, and we match up with Baylor um, pretty well for position-wise yeah. and um, stuff like that. We match up with them pretty well, which we don't we do not do with a lot of the other Big <laughs> 12 teams, <laughs> to say the least, but... And fortunate as it is, that's definitely correct. Um, and so we, we've got, you know, we still play Baylor, Texas Tech, West Virginia, Tough. and KU. So that's four games where we are not going to be favored at all going in. I know automatically right now we will not be yep. favored going in. Um, and then we've got, let's see, I mean, the game is at Baylor, so that's definitely – and you know, then at West Virginia and at KU. So three of those games are away. That Texas Tech game, maybe we're able to knock them off at home. Seems unlikely, but who knows? I'm willing to give us a benefit of the doubt here that we can have a good chance to play really well in the game. I know it's a bunch of what ifs, a bunch of, you know, like what if, possibly, maybe, whatever. But but still, I'm willing to give us a, a decent chance in this game. And then... The uh, I, the rest of the games I, we have, K State should be should be two wins. You know, if, if we're going to build a resume here, Iowa State at home should be a win. At Texas should be a win. The last game of the season, um, the, the the schedule isn't in our favor because we have four games we're not going to be favored in down the stretch here. But there are still ten more games, and there is still a chance we can make the tournament, do something crazy. But I hope the players are going. No, we need to win right now. Let's do it. You know. Yeah, and I, I think one of the things that I guess I thought would have happened earlier is they would have said this, you know, maybe after the Minnesota game type thing, because um, that was. I don't necessarily want to call it like a bad loss, but I mean, we got ran. We got ran in that game. We got ran by Minnesota, and. Coming into that game, I didn't think they were a better team than us. But our transition defense was all out of whack. And same with the Wichita State game. I mean, they shot, you know, what was it, like 65% from the three-point line, which some can be an attribution to bad defense and bad rotation. Some can probably be an attribution to them just hitting shots and props to them for it. Um, They might be, I, I, I don't know if they're a ranked team right now, but they also have a very good record. And but for those non-Big 12 fans listening, one of the main things I want to point out is that this is life every day in the basketball terms of a Big 12 fan. You know, whatever you think that, you know, in, in football where you get to play Kansas, you get to play, I mean, football is still tough sometimes because maybe you get to play Texas Tech or whoever. It's it's not like that in basketball. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd pay money to see even like a Kentucky come in to the Big 12 and, you know, really be successful with the out-and-out physicality of the league, you know, with all the young guys because I think the Big 12 is pretty notorious for having guys that end up staying. And 
this is just one of the tough things about being in the Big 12 is you have to play you have to play all these teams that are just super good consistently. You know, you have to play them twice a year and it's like if you want to be successful and go to the tournament, you can't you can't screw around. You know, you have to turn that switch on when it comes down to your your third loss because you know unless you're Kansas that you're probably going to get um you're going to get, you know, six losses in Big 12 play, and that's just how it is. Yeah, and there's not, um, honestly, not too much you can do about it. You know, you might have some lucky breaks, but you only have three, or you only have seven, or whatever it is. But every single team you play in the Big 12 has a really good head coach, yep. one, and is a normally really good team. You know, normally built on really good attributes and all that type of stuff. Yeah, a you know you have like Scott Drew and and uh, Bill Self, um, Steve Prohm, I think that's his name at Kansas State. Um, he's a very or at Iowa State. He's a very good coach. Um, Weber at Kansas State. You know, like you've got is Shaka Smart. You know, you've got your guys that um, have been at the at the pinnacle of college basketball um bruce weber sorry bruce weber that's his name bruce weber um went to the championship when he was at illinois he had a really good team then and um you know shaka was at vcu you know you you got you got the whole nine yards here um and i think one of the tough the reason that people think the big 12 isn't as good as it is is because they don't always do well in the tournament but i know they talk about um Fran used the term the the cannibalism term today um and you know that tends to happen in the big 12 a lot you know it's just constantly the grinding down of of the teams and it's it's a tough thing to combat you can't really like you said you can't you can't really do a whole lot about it yeah you you kind of have to have some lucky breaks and See what you can do. I, I, I still remember what it's now two seasons ago. We swept KU and OU in a season in Big 12. Yeah. Play. Seems incredible. And, at the, you know, at the time, and it was didn't, like, eh, And didn't go to the tournament. Yeah, didn't go to the tournament. At the time, it was uh, like, oh, man. Because, uh, you know, Trey Young is a god, apparently. But Trey Young did. We did not. And that's, a, that's just a completely... Oh, I and I know. love... That I love living in Atlanta and just making fun of Trey Young, um, you know, talking about him being afraid of birds and stuff like that. Um, but I actually have a history with that, so it makes sense. Fair, fair enough, I guess. Um, well, let's let's talk some Super Bowl here for maybe five minutes or so. Super Bowl is tomorrow. Recording this on Saturday, February first. Um. Who do you got and why? I I think I have the Chiefs. <laughs> I think I do. Yeah. Um, I, I my my thinking of I think I have the Chiefs is probably more of I want them to win. Um, because of Patrick Mahomes, I think we all like Patrick Mahomes. Oh yeah, yeah um, for sure. I think that's one of the one of the main reasons that I'm rooting for the Chiefs. Um, you know, but I've been listening to listening to some podcasts this weekend and um 
on my drives and stuff like that. And one of the things that I keep, it keeps getting brought up is how a lot of the time the, the player always gets beat by the team. Um, you know, for example, you had last year where you were supposed to have this guru, Sean McVay, and still, you know, the Patriots team was able to just completely shut them down. Um, and it, you know, San, I think San Francisco is intriguing, and it almost seems like they've flown under the radar all year that they've just kind of waltzed their way into the Super Bowl by just dominating everyone physically. Yeah, I, 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 I think San Francisco as a team effort um, is is just going to be so much harder to beat than um, than Kansas City thinks. To be honest, I think I think this is the first team that is going to be able to put real pressure on Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. and that's got to matter something. They've got five guys up front or whatever it is for the 49ers who are first-round draft picks and really could do some damage. You know, I guess the best way I'm going to say it. They could actually, like, huh, really get to him and maybe maybe get something off. I, but then again, the the one thing I, I, I think about when I say this, it's like, oh, you know what? I think the Niners could hold Patrick Mahomes in check. Yeah, I think that's what they could do. I think their defense could hold him in check. Four could dominate the running game and be fine. But then again, Patrick Mahomes was able to come back from a 24-0 deficit like there was nothing. You know, he was able to come back from a 24-0 deficit, I think, at the end of the first quarter and be winning by halftime. So, th- this is, I think it's going to be a really, really fun Super Bowl. I am really struggling to make an actual pick of who I think is going to be. But, I'll say it this way. I want the Chiefs to win because the Chiefs have not historically won a Super Bowl ever and I think it'd be a great story and um, Andy Reid winning one I think he's due I think that's the guy whatever but on the other hand I just Patrick Mahomes has to almost single-handedly beat the Niners you know like I don't I don't I don't trust the Chiefs defense to hold steady and maybe they can prove me wrong or whatever it is but I can see Tyreek Hill going off for five touchdowns. I can see Kelsey going off for five touchdowns. I can see Sammy Watkins and, you know, um, Harden. Oh yeah, exactly. Or, or whoever it is coming out and scoring, you know, five touchdowns for the Chiefs, and that's how they win. It's all good, and that's whatever. But I could also see the 49ers winning this game 17 to 10 and mm-hmm. just, you know, never really allowing a point by the Chiefs besides maybe a kind of goofball touchdown that happens towards the end of the game or happened early on or whatever. Or a bomb, you know, like that would be. Yeah, we could be looking at something, kind of the same thing we saw last year of a 13-3 win. You know, it's it's really not an offensive thing because I've seen a lot of scores online, uh, predictions, where it's it's, both teams are scoring at least 25. And I don't know, man, I – I think if the I think if the Chiefs win, they're winning thirty two plus. And I think if the 49ers win, they're not scoring thirty by winning. You know, they're the 49ers Jimmy Garoppolo could could throw for three touchdowns, but that that might be it. You know, he might get twenty one points and that's it. And also I know people are talking down on Garoppolo who went through eight passes against the Packers, but the Niners, from my perspective, are going to do whatever they need to to win. They're not going to care about how many pass attempts Garoppolo has or how many 
rushing attempts the guys in the backfield have or whatever. Yeah, he well, he, you know, he didn't have to. <laughs> he didn't have exactly. to throw the ball. Exactly. They went with a game plan, and they just beat him that way with the game plan straight up. And Yeah, that dude had like 200 rushing yards, and it's like, suck it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's um yeah this might be uh this might be the only game that i watch the only pro football game i watch all the way through unless it becomes a blowout um if you've listened before i'm sure you've heard me say that i'm not not the hugest that's not correct uh not the biggest pro football fan <laughs> but uh yeah i mean it's I, I'm really intrigued for this matchup. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Definitely. 110%. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I think it'll be a good game. I don't think it'll be like what last year's was. I think... I if, I pray to God it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Niners can make it tough. Um, but at the same point, I, I just, I just got to think both teams score more than last year. And... Even though I said I, I don't know for sure, and I think yeah it could go the other way. It, in my mind, like if the if the Chiefs are really going to win, they're going to score thirty plus. And if the Niners are going to win, they're not going to score more than twenty five. I'll say it that way or something, make it more concrete. Just because this is going to be a tough game for both teams. Both teams are really really good. Of course, because they're in the Super Bowl. But more than that, one is super good at rushing. You know, one is super good at passing. One's super good at run defense. One, su- one is just not. Um, <laughs> sorry, Chiefs. You're just not good at run defense. I think everyone can see that. But then again, this is the Chiefs team that held Derrick Henry. You know, and this is the Chiefs team that, you know, did beat the, you know, number one overall run- running back um, rushing yards-wise. So... They could hold the Niners and just be fine, or Kyle Shanahan could overcome the Atlanta Falcons' loss and bring a Super Bowl, you know, back to the Bay Area. Um, so we'll see. A lot of good storylines, a lot of good outcomes, possibly, and we'll be back with you to make a recap podcast, I'm sure, as well. Yeah, and I think uh, this is one of the first games where, you know, I don't usually care about the Super Bowl. I'm not going to lie; I really just want to see a good game, but. This is one of those games, like last year I wanted the Rams to win. Um, not necess- I don't even dislike the Patriots, but I think I just kind of wanted to see them win. Um, kind of wanted to see the Rams win at that fact. But it's it's one of those games where like you're almost content with either team winning. Unless you're a fan of either team, obviously. But as a as a sports fan you're almost like yeah you know these both these teams are pretty cool <laughs> yeah that's that's true i guess at the end of the day i've, I've got a a friend and um now ex coworker who works for the niners so i'd love to see them win and then i've got a bunch of friends who are chiefs fans as well so I'd love to see them win and but also it's just you know, Andy Reid versus Kyle Shanahan and Mahomes versus Garoppolo. Like, the whole thing just goes back and forth. And you're right, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch the game tomorrow. And no matter what, it'll be, it'll be a, I hope it's a, I hope it's a better game than last year's Super Bowl and stuff. And there's just so much, so much that goes into it of commercials and halftime and pregame and postgame and 
what color will the Gatorade be that's up on the winning team, the whole thing. So, it's a lot of fun, but Jake, thanks so much for joining me here on the latest podcast. Go follow at the CGA Tour on Instagram and Twitter for updates if you are not already. And Jake, I'll catch with you again soon. Awesome. Thanks, guys. See ya.